Hey, this is Sean Tepper, the host of Top Stocks, a podcast where I provide quick tips on investing without the fluff. This is a no-nonsense, to-the-point podcast where my goals help you make more confident decisions in the stock market. Let's go. So let's find out if Toyota is a good buy, hold, or sell. And for you Tesla investors out there, let's find out if Toyota's a threat. Let's dive in. So before I jump into the four M's, I'd like to give a little overview of the company history. So Toyota's first vehicle was the Model AA, which launched in 1936 for comparison purposes. The Ford Model T was actually launched in 1908. So the first Toyota vehicle actually came out almost 30 years later. Well, they proved the success of the Model AA, and then a year later, 1937, Toyota was officially founded. This led up to World War II, when Toyota focused more on military vehicles. This then led up to the 1950s where Toyota really became known as a quality-focused auto manufacturer. For those of you who drive Toyotas, you understand they are highly focused on quality. We'll also talk about some of the mileage of these vehicles in a little bit. But then this leads up to the late 1950s, actually 1959, they established their first overseas facility in Brazil. Then in 1966, Toyota launched the Corolla, one of its top-selling vehicles. In the 1970s, there was an oil crisis which really motivated Toyota to be focused on fuel efficiency. Then through the 80s and 90s, they started to expand their global footprint. This is really important for auto manufacturers to be able to manufacture vehicles quickly and get them to dealerships faster. That's how they make more money. Then this leads to the late 90s. 1997 was actually a big year. They launched the first hybrid vehicle, the Toyota Prius. Then in 2008, Toyota surpassed GM as the world's largest automaker in terms of annual vehicle production. And then leading up to today, they have focused a little bit on mobility as well as hydrogen. We'll talk about hydrogen here in a little bit. And then as of today, some of their top selling vehicles include the Camry, Corolla, RAV4, and Tacoma. Okay, let's jump into the four M's. So starting with that first M, the margin of safety, that's that math part of investing. We jumped a ticker and Toyota's actually on sale. Score of 78 out of 100 and margin of safety of 51%. So really strong financials. If you jump over to the financials tab, you can see the revenues are relatively flat, but that EPS, we are seeing a nice steady increase. And that's hard to do for an auto manufacturer, just to keep in mind, a lot of automotive companies, they have really high costs. Think about all the, the metal and plastics and rubber that go into manufacturing and selling one unit. It's not like Apple, you know, just having a simple iPhone, which has some plastic, a little bit of aluminum, a little bit of metal, semiconductor chips, whatever, to sell one unit for $1,000. So automakers, to be a profitable company is actually pretty hard to do. Tesla has proven to do a great job, but Toyota, on paper here, their financials are looking really strong, but let's keep going here. Let's jump into the meaning of the business. Okay, with the second M, I thought this was really interesting. They actually have a lot of different revenue streams. We know they manufacture and sell you know, cars, trucks, SUVs, hybrid vehicles, but they also make money off of vehicle financing, leasing, and insurance. They have a few other brands, including Lexus and Daihatsu. Lexus is more luxury focused, whereas Daihatsu is focused on small cars and compact vehicles. They also make money through uh, partnerships, especially around their hybrid technology. There are other auto 
manufacture that, that license, that technology, and use that technology to make hybrid engines. They also have mobility services related to ride hailing, car sharing, and even autonomous vehicle technology. And they also generate revenue from other investments. They have invested in other sectors, including robotics, housing, and information technology. So the business model, they really have a well-diversified business with different revenue streams. We like businesses that have more than one revenue stream. And in this case, I really like the Toyota model. I actually did not know they had uh, this many different revenue streams under the same umbrella. But let's take a close look at that third M. This is the moat. So we're paying close attention to, of course, that summary score and margin of safety, but also the revenue. So Toyota is on sale, score again of 78 out of 100, margin of safety of 50%. Then we have Volkswagen, which is a watch. They have a really high score at 84 out of 100, but their margin of safety is zero. And their revenue, if you look closely here, the revenue of Toyota in in yen, Japanese yen, it's, it's 31.3 trillion, which equates to about 225 billion US dollars. You can see Volkswagen is actually larger based on revenue. Then you get to Tesla. Tesla's on sale with an 83 out of 100 and margin of safety of 55. Really well-run business, actually, but the revenue is 81 billion. They do not have the global footprint, obviously, like Toyota and Volkswagen. Then we have Ford, which is overpriced, a score of 22 out of 100, which is really low. Margin of safety of 45%, which isn't too bad. And revenue is 158 billion. So looking up here, going back to Toyota, 225. So Toyota's a lot bigger based on revenue. Then we get the GM. They are a watch with a 67 out of 100. Margin of safety is zero. And the revenue is very close to Ford. It's actually 156 billion. And then we get to Honda. Honda is a watch. Their score is 72 out of 100. Margin of safety is 0%. And their revenue is 104 billion. So quite a bit smaller than Toyota, but still they are a solid auto manufacturer. Those of you who have driven a Honda, same thing. Those vehicles definitely last a long time. So compared to the competition, the big threat here, especially regarding EVs, is Tesla, but all of these other manufacturers are really getting into EVs. It's something to pay attention to. Those of you, again, who invest in Tesla, just be very aware. The competition is getting, uh, starting to heat up, you could say. Let's take a quick commercial break. Do you want free access to a ticker course of your choice? There are two ways to do this. Option one, if you use an iPhone, we're looking for a Top Stocks podcast five-star review. Simply go to Apple Podcasts and leave a review. Option two, if you don't use an iPhone, then you obviously can't use Apple Podcasts, which means we're looking for a five-star review on Ticker. Simply go to the Ticker homepage, just go to ticker.com, look for the Trust Index logo, it's right at the top of the site, click the logo, and you can either leave a review on Trustpilot or Google. Now, in order to get free access, you need to send us a screenshot. So please take a screenshot of your review and send it to support at ticker.com. But again, you can either leave a review on the Top Stocks podcast or on Ticker itself. We'll pick a new winner every week and send a coupon code so you can gain access to a course of your choice. Okay, back to the show. All right, let's jump into the management. I did a little homework. They have a new CEO as of April 2023. That's uh, Koji Sato. He actually started working at Toyota in 1992. I like 
to see these stories of CEOs really working their way up through the ranks, this is a perfect example. So he started as a platform manager, then went on to chief engineer, then executive general manager, then supervision of development at Lexus, then moved his way up to uh, executive vice president at Lexus, then president, then chief operating officer, then chief branding officer. So a lot of different roles, getting to know the industry, the business, really how do you grow a business, so he is, in my opinion, he's a perfect fit for CEO. The Glassdoor rating in a company like this, I expect, you know, kind of like you look at the Walmarts and the big businesses of the world, you can have a lot of bad ratings in Glassdoor, but their Glassdoor rating is actually 3.9 out of 5. Um, I'm going to pretty much round that up to 4. I'd like to see 4 or above. And the CEO approval is 79%, which is, that's also really good too. So in this case, management checks out. Now, before I do a summary of the 4Ms on Toyota, I want to talk about the news a little bit. There's a lot in here to pay attention to about the future of this company and what kind of a threat it can be to other manufacturers. So we'll get into some fun facts here real quick. So the top selling Toyota vehicles over the years, you have the actually at number three, we'll work our way from 321 here. A Toyota Land Cruiser first sold in 1958, has gone through 10 different generations or models, and they've sold 10 million units. Their production actually ended in 2021, but I was doing a little homework here. They're hoping to return the Land Cruiser in 2024. Second place, you have the Toyota Camry, first sold in 1983, gone through eight generations and sold 12.4 million units. And then at number one, you have the Corolla, first sold, like I said earlier in the video, 1966, 11 different generations or models, and they've sold 43 million units. Then let's get into some of the mileage, like, those of you that drive a Toyota, you know a Toyota, if you take care of it, you get your oil changes done on time. These vehicles can last a really long time. So check this out. A man from Ireland was able to drive his 2008 Toyota Land Cruiser 490,000 miles. A guy from North Carolina was able to drive his Toyota Camry 558,000 miles. And this one just blows my mind. A guy from New Zealand was able to drive his 1993 Corolla over 2 million miles. And then of the top, this is really impressive. So of the top 10 highest mileage vehicles on the road, Toyota claims six of those spots. And these are based on averages on how high these vehicles go. So the top six include the Toyota Sequoia, Land Cruiser, Tundra, Prius, Avalon, and Highlander. And the averages are all, I think I was looking at like 250,000 miles or higher. So let's talk about manufacturing facilities. So this is really important. We have to remind ourselves that this is a business with really high costs and a lot of different components being put together to sell one unit. So it's really important to have factories all over the globe so you can manufacture those products, vehicles, get them off to dealerships as quick as possible so you can start making money. So Toyota has a little over 60 manufacturing plants around the globe. Keep in mind with these numbers I'm mentioning, some are entire vehicles and some are individual parts. But either way, manufacturing plants. So again, Toyota over 60, GM has over 100, VW has over 70, Ford has over 60, and Tesla has six, six gigafactories. So this gives you a little comparison that when manufacturing and delivering products around the globe, 
pretty much most large manufacturers are ahead of Tesla. Tesla's done a great job, but when these companies really start moving at speed and moving vehicles, catching up to Tesla isn't that difficult. All right, so let's jump into EVs a little bit here. So I found an article from Reuters that said, Toyota plans to release 10 EV models and sell 1.5 million EV units by 2026. And this is good news for most EVs around the globe, that as of this year, about 2.2% of the world drives an EV that shows there's a lot of market potential for people to moving a lot of EV product on the globe. So in other words, you can have multiple players out there and everybody can pretty much win. Question is, who's going to be the winner? Who's the one to, you know, invest in at the end of the day? Then one question is, why is Toyota late to the party? And the response really comes from the chief scientist, Gil Pratt. He mentioned that it's really important from an environmental standpoint to not be all in on EV. The reason is charging electric vehicles still pulls power from the power grid, which a lot of power grids are still powered by coal. So that's why they have a balance between gas, hybrid, EV, and hydrogen. So speaking of hydrogen, let's talk about what Toyota is doing. So before we jump into the first Toyota hydrogen vehicle, I'll talk about two ways on which you make hydrogen. First off, you can use what's called steam methane reforming, which is essentially taking high pressure steam, usually 1300 to 1500 Fahrenheit. It reacts with methane to produce hydrogen, carbon monoxide, and a relatively small amount of carbon dioxide. And then you have electrolysis, which is essentially splitting hydrogen from water using electrical current. Now, in both these cases, it's not the perfect solution to saving the environment. With that first option, steam methane reforming, you're making a little bit of carbon dioxide, which isn't ideal. And then with electrolysis, you're still pulling power from the power grid, again, powered mostly by coal. So next up, let's dive into hydrogen a little further. And I have two different reviews from two different YouTubers. The first one is from Scotty Kilmer. The video is titled, Here's Why Toyota's New Hydrogen Car is the Future. In parentheses, it says goodbye Tesla. So here are some of the pros. You can fill up your hydrogen tank like you do a gas tanks. So that's nice. It's just as safe as gas. Um, doesn't explode. So I, I did a little homework here and apparently there are a few scientists that took a high powered rifle and shot a hydrogen tank just to see if it blow up like you would expect it would in the movies at least. Nothing happened, just put a hole in the tank. Um, they also lit it on fire and in this case, really nothing happened. It's not like we see on YouTube, some of these electric vehicles start on fire and you can't put them out. So it is actually safer than EVs. Now here are some of the cons. So the first vehicle we're talking about here is the Toyota Mirai. It actually starts at about $60,000, so it's not cheap. There are only 47 refueling stations in California, and it's only available in California and Hawaii. So this Mirai, some pros, some cons, just keep in mind, but let's go a little further and look at review two here. This is from the Fast Lane Car. The video is titled, Living with a Hydrogen Car, Toyota Mirai did not go as expected. So here's some of the pros. Complete silence like an EV, instant torque like an EV. So there are no gears like a combustion engine, gas powered engine. Interior feels like a Lexus, very luxury products. 
And at the moment, when you buy a new Mirai, get this, you get a $15,000 credit card for hydrogen. I don't think they're gonna offer that deal forever, but for those of you looking for hydrogen, there you go, you get free fuel for a while. All right, here's some of the cons. It only has 182 horsepower. Again, only 47 refueling stations in California. Because of the limited stations, you have to wait in line. It's about the same price as gasoline. The refueling process is slow. They're in this particular video, this guy pulls up at the, the hydrogen station. There are four cars in line. And it took about seven, get this, seven and a half minutes to fill up each vehicle. So you're waiting in line for vehicles about 30 minutes. That's not fun. And then the nozzle, here's a big issue actually, because the hydrogen gets so cold, it actually freezes to your car. And it can take a while for, uh, after you're fueling, to get that nozzle off. I guess Toyota wasn't really thinking about this, but hopefully they have a solution so you can immediately take the nozzle out of the vehicle. On the reviews, in summary, a lot of people who own this Mirai, they hate the refueling process. It's, it is actually the biggest con. And some of the stations, because there's only 47 and they're selling more of these Mirais, um, they are running out of hydrogen. So your vehicle is pretty much sitting in the driveway. Let's take a quick commercial break. Hey, I have a quick request. If you have a moment, could you please head over to Apple Podcasts and leave a rating and optional review? The reason is the more ratings this podcast receives, the more Apple will share it with the world. So thanks in advance for doing that. All right, back to the show. So in summary, we know Toyota's focused on gas, hybrid, EVs, and hydrogen, a nice balance. And I like that. They're really creating this, uh, this hedge in case hydrogen really takes off, they're gonna be ready to scale. In my opinion, just because the infrastructure isn't quite there and it's gonna take a while to get there, I really feel like gas, obviously already there, and then EVs really growing, um, that's where the market is really, really gonna be selling the most, but uh, hydrogen, I really don't think it's gonna catch up for a while. So in summary, when you go through the four M's, the first M checks out, yes, financials are really solid of this stock. Uh, with the second M, you have the meaning, really solid business model. I love all the different revenue streams that Toyota has. The issue for me is that moat. There are a lot of competitors in this space, especially in the EV market, Tesla being one, Volkswagen being another. I do know that Volkswagen is selling a lot of EVs in Europe, a lot of other places around the globe. And then you have GM and Ford, they're selling a ton of EVs in the States. Then you have to consider Honda as well. This leads up to the last M, I think uh, Koji Sato is doing a great job so far leading as CEO. But in summary, would I invest in Toyota? The answer is no, just because there's so many competitors, it's too much of a risk. Now, when turning to you Tesla investors out there, I think you're good for a while, but over the coming years, especially when we get to 2026, we should see some big results with the EV sales of Toyota. I would say keep a very close eye on your stock over the next year or two, um, it might be a time to look at selling Tesla if Toyota becomes too much of a threat. So there you go. If you found this video helpful, go ahead, hit that like button. If you want to see more like it, hit that subscribe button. And if you want to learn more about Toyota and other stocks, go ahead and join ticker.com. We'll see you in the next video. Bye for now. Hey, I'd like to say thank you for checking out this podcast. I know there's a lot of other podcasts you could be listening to, so thanks for spending some time with me. 
Also, if you have a moment, could you please head over to Apple Podcasts and leave a review? The more reviews we get, the more Apple will share this podcast with the world. So thanks for doing that. And last thing, if you do hear any stocks mentioned on this podcast, please keep in mind, this podcast is for entertainment purposes only. Please do not make a buy or sell decision based solely on what you hear. All right, thanks for your time. Talk to you later. See ya.